Welcome to the Salty Music Teacher with Maddie Saltibus. Hello and welcome to the Salty Music Teacher. My name is Maddie Saltibus. I'm here with Jason Thibodeau, who is a high school director. He's been teaching for a long time, and now we are talking today about having an assistant or working with an assistant. First of all, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing very well. How was your summer? Did you do was, anything? Uh, I got to spend a, a week in North Carolina um, in a cabin with no cell phone service and no Wi-Fi. <laughs> It was, That's the way to go, though. It was pretty spectacular, man. Totally That's, unplug yourself. From yeah, everything. yeah. It was, it was like you know, like rebooting. It was good. <laughs> now, uh, tell me a little bit about your background and your teaching before we dive into the working with the assistants topic. Uh, yeah, I taught middle school for two years, uh, and then I've been uh, at the high school now for the last 18 years. So this coming up year is year 21. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. 21 is, I mean, that's- Yeah, 21. Yeah. It's a long time, buddy. Not to make you feel old, but it, it is a long time. <laughs> well, there's there's now teachers on campus that were students while I was teaching. So, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I, yeah, so I get it. yeah. <laughs> they come back and say, hey, I remember you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So you've been teaching for 18 years, so you have a lot of experience. How long have you had an assistant for, like, throughout the years? Uh, when I was a middle school director, I was by myself. It was a small Title I school. Uh, and then I moved to the school that I'm at now, and I was the assistant here for three years. You were the assistant. I was the assistant. I so had you a, get a little yeah, taste of both Yeah, I had an excellent sides. mentor. It, when I was approached to come to this high school, it was very much like the head director at the time was like, I'm going to be your mentor. And she really wanted to help me progress as a, as a teacher and a, and a person uh, with the intent that when that director retired – then I would I would be able to to maintain what she had built because uh, she was here uh, thirty plus years and really made the program special. Um, now that I'm I've been here for a while, I'm just trying to make sure I don't mess things up. Just trying yeah, to, trying to well, keep going and build on what she created. You know, being able to work side by side with someone I think is extremely valuable, and I think for a lot of music teachers, we're kind of lonely, like in the sense of the job that we oh, yeah, you know do, we're by ourselves. We're probably the only ones on our campus that do what we do. So to have someone next to you that does the same thing as you do, and also in this case a situation, they're also willing to teach you along with students as well to make sure that you follow uh, guidelines of what a good teacher looks like. I think that's awesome that you were placed in that kind of situation, which means that when you yourself become a director that is able to have an assistant, you know, kind of handle that situation. Did you have a different outlook from when you were teaching middle school uh, with an assistant versus after the situation when you were assistant, you know? When, when I came to the high school as the assistant, I knew that it was my role to learn, yeah. right? Um, when I was at the middle school, I feel like that's really where, because of the history of the school where I was, I really learned a lot about classroom management and the fundamentals of teaching left hand, right hand, and cognitive skills for our instrument. I, I really feel like that helped me with a foundation. And then when I swapped to the to the high school, that's where I felt like I was learning the upper end of like how to how to get the tone I wanted and the production I wanted and those kinds of things. And then how to run a much higher level rehearsal than than what I was doing at a middle school. Um, well, you're also 
at the high school level. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it, and so I really approached coming to the high school uh, as a learning thing. I knew I was coming to learn. I mean, I worked. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, my my mentor made me work, and I wor- <laughs> I worked very hard. But it was also about my education and, and trying to become a better teacher. You know, I'm thinking about the length of time you've had assistants, but how many have you had? Uh, you to prepare for this, I had to count. Uh, I I have had seven assistant directors since I I've, I've been the head, and that number sounds a little. <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny. Uh, <laughs> they left you. They left you. We know that. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's a good thing. Uh, well, almost all, all 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 the time, it's a good thing. You know, I can think of two two people that were assistants here. Three people, right off the top of my head, they come and they spend time with you, and and they and they learn. And then they become really successful at our campus, and then they get jobs as heads other places, That's, and then yeah. they're successful over there. So by no means were they ever student teachers. You know, they were definitely my equals, and we worked side by side here. Uh, but it was so cool to see them go. You know, we've had some that go out like to Midland, Odessa. We've had some that went to other middle schools here, and then some in, in uh, Region Eleven that have moved on and been very successful. So that's been kind of kind of neat to see. They came here and kind of got some ideas, maybe got a little bit of experience after their student teaching, and then they were able to go off. So it's almost like a little bit of my high school gets to travel with them as as they go on to new endeavors. Now I'm going to tell you a little something that I don't think you know is I actually had three assistants. Uh, they were part-time assistants and these assistants that you're talking about, they're full-time. Yes. Correct. So I get the, the feeling with my part-time assistants that I've had that I think the part-time assistant job is totally different than the full-time assistant job. When I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking about the fact that a part-time assistant not only has my expectations at the at the school I'm working at, but also another expectations at another school, time commitment. I mean, there's just a lot, right, uh, that goes into each campus and then the expectations for those campuses as well. But I've never had a full-time assistant. So you tell me a little bit about what, what kind of things that do you see when you're working with those people on campus full-time? I, th- I think... W- as the head director, you have to decide how you want your team to operate. So some some organizations will have two directors, and one director is responsible for class periods one, two, three, and then the next director is responsible for four, five, and six, and they work kind of independently uh, of each other. That's not the way I was taught. So when when I became an assistant, I was in every single class, and my mentor was in every single class. There was never a time where um, well, you just go deal with that. It was always, we were side by side, whether we were working on the most difficult grade five or the easiest grade three, it didn't matter. We were hand in hand teaching Everybody's constantly. Everybody's working. Everybody's yeah, working. Yeah. So that's kind of been, that's what I like. That's what I learned. So that's how I like to do it. So that's kind of how I see things. I tell people a lot of times, the school that I'm at, we range between 180 to 200 in kids. We can't, I'd love to be at 225, somewhere up in there. But so that's kind of our, our number is 180 to 200. With with the program this size, it takes two head directors. And that's really kind of what it is. So there's always going to be a lead teacher on the podium that's that that begins class doing scales and our tone warm-ups. And while the lead's doing that, then the assistant for that period is putting on strings, helping kids with broken this or taking role. I hate, I'm terrible at taking role. Oh, we're, all, then, we're all horrible at taking yeah, role. <laughs> um, and then once that warm up kind of gets done, our plan this year is to do sectionals every day in class period. We're also very blessed. Our facility is um, 
our, our facility is almost like nothing anybody else has yeah, seen. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> just so, so everybody knows, uh, Jason uh, Thibodeau just recently, it's a year old, right? Well, we just we, mentioned this building. We got into it. Uh, COVID has really messed everything up. So we moved into our building in February. COVID stuff hit that March. So we didn't get to complete a full year. Uh, and then the following year, everything was like we had some morning rehearsals we could have and some after school rehearsals, but we didn't have normal class periods. Sure. So last year was the first complete full year where we had kids in the building all day long. And describe the building to me. Okay, I mean, so, so people know. Our building is pretty much a freestanding building. Uh, we have a lobby with our own men's and women's restroom dedicated just for just for the orchestra kids. There's no we don't share the building with anybody else. Our large ensemble room is about 2,200 square feet. Uh, our small orchestra building, our small orchestra room is about 1,500 square feet. So we have two pretty large rooms, so we can split up real easy between the two teachers. Uh, we have a bank of uh, like a office and a library and an instrument storage room that divides the two rooms uh, we have all of our instrument storage our percussion storage now this our practice w- rooms our uniform storage it's all in a free in a building that's just dedicated to the orchestra this kids. one building is as big as a fine arts building yes and, and, <laughs> for some schools i'm sure you know and one one side you have two major uh sides to teach from right and so one side is as big as my personal you know, orchestra room. <laughs> so I got to give you kudos. However you pulled that off, that is, I mean, listen, we can argue and talk about our situations and how good or bad they are. But when when it comes time, we all have to teach kids. We all have to do all the, a lot of the same basic stuff. So it doesn't matter how your room looks and but it's nice to have. You know what I mean? So, uh, but that's an awesome feeling to have. Let's and it hasn't, go, yeah, it hasn't always been that way. Um, for years, we were in a room that was uh, pretty much a rectangle, uh, and with and we were around 200 kids. So it was not uncommon for us to have rehearsals going on inside the building and outside the building, like in open air. Like right now, that room is a parking lot where we used to have rehearsals. During the day, we would have sectionals in the hallway. We'd have sectionals in the lobby of the auditorium. And so then we were moving equipment back and forth. I mean, we were anywhere where, where I could go where people yeah. wouldn't kick us out. So, um, Well, that's you know, going to help with having an assistant portion, right? They're not too far. And they get their own room. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now now we are very lucky that we have this facility. And so we'll start our, our classes every day together doing our tone quality and the intonation stuff. And then when we break out to do sectionals, uh, right now Mondays are first violins and Tuesdays and so on. We go down the thing. Uh, so on Mondays, I'm going to do the violins. Monday, Tuesday, I'll do violins. And then we're going to rotate viola days. And then on Thursdays and Fridays, the, the other director here will do the cellos and the basses. So that way we don't have to do a lot of morning and after school sectionals. Everything will occur during class time. You know, that's one of the things that me, myself, I have to plan for. I have to have those morning sectionals or, you know, after school rehearsals, those kind of things. And, or even during lunch, you've, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've yeah. done everything yeah. uh, to get the kids to come in. So having that extra support, man, that, that, that helps out a lot. And you have a lot of students, so it makes sense. Tell me a little bit about the selection process of an assistant. You know, when I left my first high school, I told my principal straight up, I said, hey, if you need help finding another orchestra director, I can be there to help you. I can help you understand what you need because he wasn't musically inclined. And I can also give you suggestions. I really want to make sure that the kids flourish even after me. And then he ended up 
hiring a, a band guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that happens uh, with the lack of experience from the, the admin side of things. So tell me, were you uh, involved in the process? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, uh, when, and I would, I would imagine it's probably that way for, for most head directors in the school district where I, I teach, everything is site-based managed. So my principal has the final stamp for everything. I mean, central office helps a lot, but the 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 hiring process is is our principal. He's the one that gives the recommendation to central office about this is a candidate we want to hire. So when a, a vacancy comes open, of course it gets posted on the on the district website. Uh, I post it on the TODA website. I post it on the TMEA website. It gets all over social media, and then those applicants apply officially on on my district's website. This past time, my principal would take their information and share it with me with the resumes and um, their letters of intent and that kind of stuff. So you take that that total number and and then maybe 10% of those you you decide to interview, give or take, you know, kind of depends on how many people apply. And then the interview process is different from year to year. This past interview, I have a, a new director that's working with me now. The interview process was a little bit more structured in the sense that my head principal was with me and our director of fine arts was with me and myself and, and the applicant. Um, yeah. They so were that, taking it very seriously. Yeah. At that so that point. was a little bit different kind of a, and of course it, it varies, you know, from admin there's been years past where it was a one-on-one -on -one interview. Just, you know, I would sit in, in, in my office and I'd, I'd, the applicants would come in and we'd have like a quick 30 minute interview. And then when I was done with my interviews, I would send my recommendation to my principal. My principal would do the final interview. And then if he approved, then he would make his recommendation to the school district. That's normally how it goes for most people. I, I yeah. think so. I, I hope so. I, I hope that's, yeah, yeah it would make more, it, it makes sense if the head director was there because yeah. they're the one who has to work with them closely. They're the one who has to know exactly the ins and outs. Uh, yeah. of the program and they want to make sure it's someone that you can really work with. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and is malleable. Right. Um, which brings me to my next point. What are you searching for when you're looking for an assistant? Uh, so, so I, I gave a lot of thought about this because I think it's a topic that a, like my mentor, we just got along fantastic. I mean, I, I love her to death. I mean, I have so much respect for her and I think people saw our relationship. So then they sought her for advice on how to hire an assistant. Uh, and I think primarily there's two trains of thought. Uh, one is based on instrumentation, upper strings versus lower strings, like to make sure. And we see a lot of that with our colleagues in the band world. If you're, uh, let's say you're, if your head band director is a brass specialist, then they're going to want the secondary band director to be a woodwind specialist, that kind of thing. And then a percussionist. And, and then your third guy's a percussionist. And I think that's a pretty standard thing. And, and a lot of orchestra people, are kind of looking that way. Like I am an upper string player. I play viola. So I should be looking for a low string player. Uh, and a lot of people do that. Um, if, if you're in this situation where you're, you're getting an assistant, my, the other side is personalities. How you think you're going to be able to work with, with this person. So I think kind of back to my interview questions, I have a set of five interview questions that I've developed over the past 18 to 20 years. Uh, none of them are about pedagogy. <laughs> And, and, and people laugh. It's oh, not yeah. about like, I mean, it, 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 how, you would think it would what, be yeah, what's something. the fingering for a one octave scale on the, like, I, that's not, I assume that with your degree, you can handle that. Yeah. Uh, so the interview questions are, are, are like situational things. Like what was something that frustrated you about being an orchestra director? 
tell me a time where something was very successful and how did you how did you get to that success? What was the process? So a lot of those are situational type of things that kind of give you an idea about how the person, you know, their cognitive, how they think through a process. Well, that's going to um, be more valuable to you because if you think about it, if it's something that someone doesn't understand or know, you can always teach that. But you can't teach certain situational instances, right? So they have to be almost intuitive uh, that that person needs to either care or know how to handle uh, in that time. Yeah. So I so when it comes to looking for assistance, you know, if, if you're in that if you're in that boat, uh, I would just highly recommend not because it's real easy to say, oh, I'm a violin player. I have to have a cello player. Maybe it's time to think a little bit outside of that uh, to think, well, you know, I really need to think about. How how is this person? You know, our office is large now. I mean, our office is probably I don't know a couple hundred square feet, but our old office was like ninety square feet, and we had two directors and the desk. So I mean, it was very close proximity. Uh, you so can you, hear them breathing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so you really have to think about you know working with these people and their sense of humor or how they handle stress and. Those those types of things I think are equally important, and I'm not trying to tell you, Manny, that I'm a fantastic cellist because I'm not. Um, oh, I, 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 me myself, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm not a fantastic cellist. I get along pretty well on a bass, um, and if I have time, if you know, if I have time to prepare, if I have two or three days, I can work out a pretty decent fingering on the cellos. I can't play the all state eight twos or anything like that, but you know, I can prepare enough to do a sectional on a cello, whether it's the varsity yeah. kids or, or 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 the JB kids. But it's just helpful, and that's what an assistant is there for, right, is to make your job as a head director easier so that way you can focus on what's most important, the kids. Yeah, and I got – in all those years I was an assistant, I was never treated like an assistant. And I think that's so important. Like it's not that I dislike the word assistant, but sometimes I dislike what what it's associated with. I think sometimes when people say, Oh, you're getting an assistant that they assume, Oh, this person's going to make, uh, make my coffee or this person's (laughs) going to make photocopies. I think I I really do. I think a lot of people have that in their mind and that's not what I need. Like I need to know that when I send, like when we break these groups up and and I send them in there, that they're going to get top notch quality instruction. Um, and and the the gentleman that I'm teaching with now, there's no doubt. I mean, he's going to be top notch, high quality instruction all day long. You know, sometimes I have to travel either for like to do region clinics or you know, I mean, I think we all know it's very difficult to get UIL judges right now. Sure. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, last year I took more gigs than I normally would have. But it's nice to know that I can take a day, and my kids are still getting that same high quality intense rehearsal as if I was in the room. So like you said, like a co-director, an associate director, the only time I really think that head director is going to come into play is when something goes wrong. Yeah. When there's an angry parent or, um, you know, just stuff like that. Well, they're going to come looking for you. Yeah. And, and I that's, mean, they go straight to the top, no matter yeah. what. And position that's a part of the gig. And it's, and it's fine. I, in my school district, the only people that are allowed that like the big difference is the only people that are allowed to handle money in terms of the only one you can make an official deposit is the head director. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the assistant directors can't help and count and do all that kind of stuff. But when it goes to signing the documents and turning in the money or doing a check request or filling out um, whatever kind of financial things, it has to be done by the head director. And that's okay. Well, I mean, and not to say that the, the co-director or assistant director doesn't understand the ins and outs, uh, financially and things like that. I think that you should be transparent 
in that sense. So that way they know, again, for when that time comes for them to be head director or the time that, you know, you know, like you said, you're, you're not there for a specific reason that they can take over fully if they have to. So yeah, I don't like the word assistant either because they're almost getting paid as much as we are anyway. So, and, and the thing is they are putting in the time they're putting in the work. So tell me the difference, I guess you would say between the head director and the assistant. I mean, yes, financial, right. And what else can we consider that would be absolute differences between the two? I think it's probably just the bottom line is that the head director is ultimately responsible for everything. Oversees everything. Oversees. Like, like, so like you're like the general manager of the, of the team, you know? And, yeah. Um, and that's, but if they fail or they make a mistake, it still falls upon you. Yeah. It falls on. And you have to look at it like, yeah, I'm going to take the responsibility, but you also have to support. Like you were, we talked a little bit about money. Like our assistant here is responsible for all of our inventory. Uh, we have probably the largest instrument inventory in our school district. Wow. Uh, our school, we have some very affluent kids that come, and we also have a large number of Title I kids. So uh, we have one of the largest, if not the largest, inventory. If I don't share with him our budget, yeah. how can he properly do inventory? That makes sense. So it comes yeah. like we were discussing budgeted funds for, well, budgeted funds for like our music library so we can make purchases for music. We were talking about capital outlay to purchase new bows. Like as he's going through inventory, he's like, you know, Jason, I would really like to, you know, I, I really would prefer if we had this type of bow for the violas rather than what we have now. Um so if I'm not transparent, like you said, with him about the budget and that kind of stuff, like if we're not equals on everything, how he won't be able to do the inventory the way I would like it done. You know, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like we have to, everything well, yeah, has you to have be to, equal. Everything has to be equal as far as the job, but ultimately it falls upon ultimately you. Ultimately it falls yeah. on me. And there are times, you know, and, and when I was an assistant, uh, you know, the my mentor had to, you know, she had to go for bet, I'm sure several times for me. And, you know, it's the same thing for some of these guys in the yeah. past. Well, thank you, Jason, for working with us today, learning more about uh, working with an assistant. There's so much information to learn here, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not something that we could just say, oh, we're going to talk about this and be done. It, there's a lot that goes into working with someone else, and uh, we have to take that into consideration. So I'll see you next time, right? right. Thanks for inviting Thank me. Thank you. Uh, this is the Salty Music Teacher. You can join us at thesaltymusicteacher.com to learn more about myself, Maddie Saltibus. Uh, you can also email the salty music teacher at gmail.com. You can ask questions or give us suggestions about maybe some future episodes as well that maybe interest you. Thank you again and see you next week.